it's crazy about that stuff that happened with Charlie Sheen a couple of months ago. It really I is, still remember it? it. It's like it happened last week. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it feels like a couple of days ago since he announced yeah, it. Yeah, it feels like it was only confirmed a few days ago. Yeah. There's been rumours for a while, but it feels like yeah. it's only confirmed a few days ago. Yeah. Oh, shit, last week we actually told them it was November during ah. our mid-January episode. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to believe any of this answer. <laughs> True. But anyway, it's crazy about the Charlie Sheen Yeah, Sheen's Well, not now. sort of. Like, he was a drug addict yeah. and he was a sex addict. I, I know he's not a confirmed sex addict, but you could assume. Yeah. When a guy goes through that many women. Yeah. Well, it's, got be, it's got to be a hard life for a sex addict. Do you think Tiger Woods ended up with anything? He must have done. How many women did he fuck? Loads. So maybe he ended. Maybe he was Come just on. more safe it, than Charlie yeah. Sheen, actually. Because Tiger Woods, I don't think he was a drug addict, was no. he? So, I mean, even if a bloody golfer can, you know, golfers are boring. I mean, hey, not and uh, Tiger Woods was not boring that year that all that so stuff yeah, came yeah, out. His there. wife was very interesting as well. Yeah, she didn't she try run him over with one of those. No, golf I think she buddies. smashed up his car oh, right. and he ran into a tree or something. <laughs> something he like ran that. into a tree. <laughs> no, he, he drove into a tree. Oh, right. I might be getting him mixed up with Charlie Sheen. I don't know because yeah. I think there's something like that happened with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I think. I think I mean, with his ex-wife. I think pretty much everything's happened to Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... Is it, to be fair, of all the actors, it's not that shocking as Charlie Sheen, is it? No. He was sort of just asking for trouble. Yeah. But, like, if he's been spreading it around as well, because I think in that interview he said that he told every woman that he was with. I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that, and I don't believe that he'd use protection all the time because he's an egotistical twat, and he wants pleasure Yeah. by all means, and he wouldn't use protection every time. I mean... It's, is that, I mean, that, that's not going to really talk me into bed if you're going to tell me you've got HIV. I no, mean, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work on me either. It's not the best chat-up yeah. line, is it? But it's a health, he's a health hazard if he's been going around having unprotected sex while he yeah. knows that he's HIV positive. And yeah. if he slept with, like, thousands of women, which I think he said he has. Yeah. And if those thousands of women, even if only 10% of them got infected with the virus, and they go around having sex with people as well. Yeah. It should, it's, it's against the law, right, to do that. Christ, all of Hollywood could be riddled with it. No, but do you think the people of Hollywood would have sex with Charlie Sheen? I mean, the only Hollywood actress that he got, he's got in the last 20 years was Denise Richards, and she's not much. Yeah, but I'm The rest are, I'm like, thinking, porn stars and prostitutes. I'm thinking maybe the, some of, like, the women, maybe. Maybe well, the porn stars and prostitutes had sex with the Hollywood, other Hollywood yeah. men. Ah, that would make sense. So let's not have any sex uh, sex with Hollywood actors then. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, I mean, that's a policy I've been seeing for quite a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been following that for a little while part. as well. Entirely. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had the offers, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every week when a new episode goes out, a yeah. new email from Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yes, Lana, oh, Brad Pitt Lana's emails so us. jealous, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt emails us. Yeah. But then we're just like, well, Angelina Jolie, didn't she used to do heroin? Yeah. So even if she didn't hook up with Charlie Sheen? Yeah. It's still the heroin thing. Yeah. And she could have shared needles, who knows? Yeah, and she might try and adopt us, so... (laughs) Yeah, I'm brown, she might try and adopt me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She probably won't try and adopt you, Matt. You're too white and middle class. Oh, well. I'm sure there's someone that will adopt me somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Yeah. Maybe Maybe if you paid them. Thanks for that time. Maybe if you paid them. Just uh, let me down gently, why not? 
uh, well, if you let people down gently, I don't think that works very well because they still think they still have some hope. You have to be harsh. Oh, you just want to crush hope, don't you? No, but you have You're to be evil. harsh for You're them evil. to realise. Like, I've done that. I've been gentle with people before, and it doesn't work. It doesn't get through their thick skull, so then I have to be harsh with them. And it doesn't feel very good being mean to them, but it works eventually. Yeah. Either that, or they end up being really shit, and then they get fired. Yeah. Well. Or they get too nervous around me, and they, they don't know what to say around me. So, yeah, who knows? You're a bit of a monster, aren't you, Carmen? Well, you know what? Someone has to be, all right? Like, yeah. you can't... Not everyone in the world could be nice, and no one could be nice 100% of the time. I feel like I'm nice most of the time. It's only with you that I'm mean. Yeah, yeah. The, the poor little orphan. Billion. <laughs> this is what this is. You know what? That nostalgia episode, do you want to know where I had to put the intro music? Where? Just before you start talking about your dead mother. <laughs> Because there was no other place where I could do it. That was, like, the only <laughs> gap that I had to put it in because you guys wouldn't, didn't cue in the intro music. <laughs> so what, you got the intro music? So, like, there's the intro music and then you're just like, oh, about. my dead mum. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, nowhere else I could put it. It was relevant to the topic, right? Yeah, Jimmy Savile, yeah. No, what? what right? We were talking about my, Jimmy my... Savile before that. Oh, yeah, and tweens. Tweens, yeah. It was relevant. <laughs> it was relevant. <laughs> <laughs> this is, by the way, kids, this is an episode that went out about a couple of months ago. Yeah, my mother's yeah. never been connected to Jimmy Savile before. I don't want that to become a regular thing. <laughs> Other than you, you're the connector between the two. Because you love Jimmy Savile, you love your I mother. I do not love Jimmy Savile. You can cut <laughs> that bit out for sure. <laughs> you know what? You made editing so difficult for me in the nostalgia episode. I'm not cutting anything you asked me to cut out. I might just start coughing this episode then. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can edit that one out. <laughs> That's an awful cough. Anyway, mm. you know, it's actually kind of topical that we actually started talking about Charlie Sheen and stars yeah. and Hollywood it's stars. Al- it's almost as if we did that deliberately, isn't it, Tarman? Yeah, it is. No, it's almost as if Charlie Sheen let that out of the bag deliberately yeah, because of this week's episode, which we planned last week. Yeah, he's very dedicated. <laughs> This yeah, he's he's such a big fan. He wanted to cue us in. Yeah, I don't know what that means says about us saying Charlie Sheen is a fan of us. But yeah. So this episode, we're going to do it on like the death of Olive Thomas and sort of the media circus surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah. Circus. The circus. I like that word. Circus. You know what word you don't like? Apparently, according to the nostalgia episode. Oh, I, I get you. Get you. Get ready. Oh, you're doing it. Well, you failed at the nostalgia episode, didn't you? Oh. So, intro music, please. Welcome to the Dork's Deduction Podcast. Where we talk about stuff. Intro music! <laughs> so, after I've done it, you just do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you left a space, so I thought I'd, you know, do it again. I didn't leave a space, I just finish saying what I was going to say. Yeah, anyway, yours was rubbish, so, you know, I, you know, you, I have to do it properly, don't I? You only, you forgot to do it, like, what, what happens that, when that, I'm not that, around? That's because Chris didn't give me a chance. What I, happens I when I'm not around? Does, does it, it all just point. descend into chaos when I'm not no, there to tell you what not. to do? Yeah, so that was a very Apparently good episode. It does. That was, and that was Ma- And Chris did not know Michael Wonderwood's name. Michael who? did Jungle Run, which is the best children's TV show on CITV, mm. what well, was the best children's TV show on CITV that ended ten years ago? Yeah. I always used to want to do that. Jungle Run. 
Yeah, Jungle One. He couldn't remember the name of the presenter. Ah, uh, well, I can't even remember the programme, so... And his wife is called Angelica, not Jessica. Like, oh, my God. He was correcting the stuff that we'd said in our nostalgia episodes, yeah. so I figured I might as well do it. Jesus, we've got a pedantic one here, haven't we? And how, how did you not remember Come Outside? That's a brilliant show. Come Outside? <laughs> yeah, the one with the plane and the dog. Yeah, I, I didn't remember it when he described it at first. I, I, I know the programmes by what happened in them, not their titles. Also, like, I know there's only, like, you're, you two are only a year older than me. Yeah. But I really felt the age difference during your nostalgia episode. Did you? Because I'm just like, I don't remember half of this stuff. And then you were like, tweenies, I was a bit old for it. And I was like, but that's right my age. That's my age stuff. <laughs> How is he too old for it? He's only a year older than me. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I really felt the age difference, even though it's only a small one. Christ. That's, that's not good. Well, I, rem- I, rem- I know of Bodger and Badger, but I don't actually remember actually listening to it, uh, listening yeah. to it watching it. And I didn't remember any of the cartoons you were talking about either. Don't you? No. I remember Bill and Ben, the flower pot men. Yeah. But that's about it. So, I apparently, year does make a difference. I, I, well, I think Chris was more, knew more about the cartoons. I, yeah. I, Chris also assumed that you'd watch Terminator 2 when I laughed when I heard that. <laughs> yeah. he, he just made the assumption he didn't really let you. And you just responded, yeah. When I knew, hold on a second, he has not watched Terminator 2. Yeah, I was just saying yeah to Chris to say, you know, you do, I still wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that a lot and it ruins it because it would have been so easy to cut and then you say yeah. And I'm just like, for fuck's sake. I can't just cut that bit out now, and then I cut it out anyway. <laughs> oh, I'll try not to say, <laughs> yeah. say yeah. Or you say yeah whenever Chris is saying something as well. Oh, my God. You're a pain in the arse. You two together are a pain in the arse. Because you're not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was my feedback. Oh, thank the you. The nostalgia episode that went up in November. No, no, not November. Yeah, at the end of November. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it went up November, let me check. Probably be one when of the most up. popular ones we've done. Shut up, <laughs> shut up. No, the reptilian humanoids is the most popular one that we've done. Yeah. It, okay, so I'm talking about the nostalgia episode that went up on the 30th of November, 2015. So last year. Last year, God. Yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago, does it? No, November the 30th, it feels like it hasn't even happened. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I can't, Weird that. Yeah. I can't even remember that happening, to be honest, November the 30th. No, me either. I know it was a Monday, because that's the day the episodes seemed to go out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't actually remember what happened. I'm assuming I must have watched an episode of The Walking Dead, because that's what I do on a Monday, because it's on on the Sunday. Yeah. But other than that, no, I can't recall what happened. Yeah. I can't even recall what happened in that episode I watched on the 30th of November. I'm assuming we still haven't found out what Glenn, where Glenn is, but... I've, I've, I think someone was probably dead and walking at some point, maybe. Possibly, possibly. I mean, but you'd be surprised how many episodes go by that, and you barely see a yeah. walker. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the show you just sorted out, isn't it? Dead people walking. No, no, I mean, there can't no. be that much more to it. It's about the survivors, you muppets. The survivors? Ah, oh, that's yeah. not interesting. I'm only interested <laughs> in the dead people. <laughs> yeah, you and your munting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking Just of dead people, speaking of dead people, what is this episode on? Someone that's dead. Yeah, it's dead. I don't want to fuck them, so. 
<laughs> well, you know, Olive Thomas is a beautiful lady. She was, actually. Yeah, like, she was like, really, really beautiful. Was, yeah. I can understand why she was so successful, but... I don't actually know how successful she was back in, like, the 1910s and 20s, because I wasn't there. Yeah. But from, from what I can tell, she was quite successful, but more through from, reputation from, than what she did. From what I was, like, reading, she... Apparently, she did have talent, but... Uh, a bit like um, who she married, actually. Um, yeah. They kind of... But it's just, they, they weren't really that focused on their careers. Yeah. Well, I suppose they, they should have been. They were more enthralled with each other. They enjoyed, and yeah. Partying. The partying. And back then, <laughs> which partying is, actually Which is sounds, Hollywood's yeah. many vices. But actually, the partying sounds quite fun, to be honest, back like, then. The party, like, it, they seem more out of control back then than they do now. Yeah. But maybe that's because we didn't know everything they were doing back then. Yeah. Like, we didn't have constant social media or survey they're not under surveillance constantly so the public doesn't know what they're up to whereas yeah. nowadays stars have to be more careful apart from Charlie Sheen apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> like this is going to seem like we're making these comments about Charlie Sheen people are going to wonder why we're still talking about it yeah <laughs> months we really later we can't let it go can we <laughs> no we really can't yeah like it, it feels like fresh news to us so we yeah. will we should do an episode on Charlie Sheen yeah we we fell under a rock and quite we missed it all, didn't we? Really, sort of. Yeah. I hit my head a couple of days ago in January 2016, <laughs> and I lost my memory until about the, the what day is it? 16th of November. Yeah. So, 2015. So um, is it the 16th today? I think it is. No, it's not even the 16th. Till about. The 20th of November. <laughs> Why, where did I, maybe I have lost my memory. I yeah. lost four days. Yeah, I was about to say that only happened a couple of days ago. <laughs> I thought like, that uh, happened a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, getting back to... Getting back to Olive Thomas. Yeah. So she was a model slash actress. She started off as a model. She won the Most Beautiful Girl in New York contest, which... Which is such a good name for a contest, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not long or wordy at all. <laughs> and it's not an obvious title. Yeah. So she won that in 1914, which kick-started her modelling career. Yeah. And she's, she's, like, one of, like, the early pin-ups as well. She was. She was pretty risque, especially when she fell in with the Zeigfeld crew, which I'd never heard about, but they're sort of like showgirls, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's Broadway. He was... It, I, cause I, I can't tell whether he, like, he was a director or a producer on Broadway. I think he was a producer. Yeah. I think. But, yeah, he could... But all I know is that he fucked all of his women, so... Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Even though he was married, but, of course, everyone does that. Ask Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so she was a Zeigfried Feld. Was it Zeigfried or Feld? It's Feld, isn't it? I would say Zeigfeld. Yeah, Zeigfeld girl. girl. Which they ended up being pinups anyway in their own right, and pretty much they, it launched the careers of many, yeah, and also the marriages of many because they tended to marry rich businessmen, which. It sort of reminds me of like you know Victoria's Secret models and Sports Illustrated models of today. Yeah, they tend to marry old and rich. Or something. They're not always old, but they tend to marry very rich. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, so they did come become pinups and sex symbols, mm. and they were sort of objects to be desired. Yeah. So she wasn't known for her talent then. At that point, I don't think until she got signed to not a really. studio. Yeah. No, until she was signed to a studio. Yeah, because there's one particular 
particular, um, I think one particular artist called Alberto Vargas, he did like um, oh, yeah, yeah. a painting of, I think it's a painting of her. Oh, yeah. And that's really yeah. risque. She's like, yeah, she... especially for the 1910s, she was topless. Yeah. It was from the waist up and she was topless. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Zeigfelds were risque anyway, but then they did after shows which were even more risque and yeah. rich businessmen went to. So I don't want to know what happened there. <laughs> yeah. But I think we could all figure out what happened there mm. if rich businessmen were the only ones that were invited. Yeah. Yeah. Or to be a fly on the wall at that after evening party thing. Yeah. I feel like it would sound like a party at Charlie Sheen's house. Yeah. Say about three months ago before this news came out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so, it's going to be pretty dead now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, well, you get some desperate people, though, don't you? Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, so I'll be there then. <laughs> you might not be this type. <laughs> You're not blonde with big tits. <laughs> well, <laughs> or, or actually, no, yeah, I don't think it matters what me. they look like. I think it just matters yeah. that they have a vagina and yeah. they think that he has tiger blood. <laughs> well, he has infected blood, yeah. but not tiger blood. He's not winning That's any... That's an insult to yeah. tigers at this point. Yeah. He's not winning anymore, though, so... <laughs> no, he's not. Well, back to Olive Tom. He'll be losing loads of lawsuits, won't he? Yeah, probably. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we, really, we really should move on from him now. <laughs> yeah. We'll designate an episode to him six yeah. months after it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we predict the aftermath will be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... So she was a model and a Zeigfried Feld, mm. I keep saying Feld, Feld girl. And she ended up signing to a studio in 1916. Yeah. I've got an interest. Apparently, in a 1919 magazine article, she claimed that she simply went up to Zeigfeld and asked for a job without even in- introducing herself. Yeah, but then also Varga, Vargas, was it Vargas? Yeah. Yeah, I think he said that, no, he actually wrote a letter to Zeigfeld. Yeah. Asking for a job for her. Yeah, you do get so a lot of knows? stories like that, though. Yeah, you do. People who claim... I don't really know who's yeah. true. Who, who's yeah. true, who to trust. You get people... But it doesn't matter, yeah. she got the bloody job. Yeah. And, and she banged Zeigfeld a lot mm. until he wouldn't leave... Until she... I think she wanted him to leave yeah, his wife for he, her, and he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. So, so, so he was always with his wife... Even to though, some degree. Yeah, even though he was having sex with literally everyone else. Yeah, literally everyone else. So anyway. Lucky wife so in he's 19... got there. Pardon? Lucky wife he's got there. Yeah. In 1916, she started her film career, which ran into her death in 1920. I don't think she her films were released posthumously, were they? No. They were all released during her they're, lifetime. They were all re- released, yeah, during her lifetime. Yeah. And she actually has 24 credits to her name. That's a lot for four years. Um, Well, yes and no. Back in the silent era, it wasn't unusual. Um, You could, like, um, there's one, like, actress. I know you're contracted to certain studios and you get paid a a certain amount, a certain salary a week. Yeah, but there was one actress, like, in 1925. I think they made God knows how many films alone in a year. I mean, it's loads. So it's not... Really? Because I figured there'd be less, fewer movie releases back then. There was actually, I think, probably more, actually. Really? Yeah. But I guess they were shorter as well, and yeah. they weren't as time-consuming to film. It's just the editing process. But then, at that point, they would have had silent... They would have had the editing process down for silent films, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. 
But I still think 24 is a lot for anyone. She must have been working constantly. Well, she was working constantly. Yeah, they, they, they worked quite a lot back then. And uh, I think that was one of the difficult things of her marriage. Yeah, that was, yeah, because they were away for... Yeah. Did we actually mention no. <laughs> who she was married to? <laughs> okay, so that's her career up until 1920. Yeah. Sort of. We gave you a brief overview. Yeah. So she, let's talk about her actual personal life. Yeah. Well, so she was born into uh, not a very wealthy family. I mean, she had, I can't remember how many siblings, a lot of siblings. Yeah. Her father died when she was young, her, so her mother had to go out and work at a factory and remarried and had more children because she could totally afford it. More children, <laughs> so she actually Olive actually left work, uh, left her, left school, not work, left school at fifteen to start working to earn money yeah. to help her family out, which actually is happens a lot back then. Yeah, but also shows she's hardworking and she cares, so it shows that she's a nice yeah. person. Whereas a lot of actresses and stuff, you just instantly think they might be a bit cold and a bit bitchy, and they've never really had to work for anything because they're beautiful. Cause she was beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. So she wouldn't have had to work. She could have just easily just gone on a train to New York, away from her family, started her career then. Yeah. She got married at the age of 16 to Bernard Krug? Thomas. No, no Krug. Krug Thomas. Oh, Krug Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the internet confuses me because some people are saying that she was 11 when she got married and 12 when she got married, and that didn't make any sense to me because apparently they didn't do the math. Yeah, it sounds illegal as well. <laughs> yeah, she was in 1894. She was born in 1894. Yeah. And she was married in, you know, in 1911. Yeah, so she would have been just under 17, you guess. Yeah. So people... Okay, so if you've read on the internet somewhere that she was 11 and 12 and 13 when she got married, that's not true. Yeah. Because I think there's actually... No, there's a census of in the year of her birth, and it confirmed that her birth date... So that was BS. It confused me a little bit, but that was BS. Yeah. And she was married to him for two years. And it wasn't a happy marriage because she divorced him on the grounds of desertion and cruelty and moved to New York shortly after she separated from him to start her career. And I think she even admitted... I don't know if it was her that admitted it in the documentary or someone else, but, yeah, the only reason she got married was to give her mother less, one less mouth to feed. Yeah. Which is a sacrifice, man. Yeah, but I, I think that kind of thing happened a lot, kind of, back it then. It did, which is really sad. Yeah. But then it was the night... I have to keep remembering... I have to keep in my head that this was a century ago. Yeah. But then again, a century ago isn't actually that long ago. True. If you think about how long the world has existed... Well, how long we've had a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> 2016 years, apparently, Matt. God, Cliff's been doing all those calendars for that long. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Have you still got the one we gave? No, we didn't get you a calendar. We got a card, a singing card, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I've got a calendar yeah. upstairs. I think that was someone, <laughs> one of you two got that for me. I think that was Lana. Yeah. She does do some things, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyway, so she divorced Bernard mm. and moved to New York and she started a career which we've already discussed. Yeah. Um, the only other significant mm. relationship apart from her second marriage was um, Florence Zeigfeld, which we've yeah. also discussed. Yeah, and so eventually she met... Jack Pickford. Yeah, who was in Mary 1916. Pickford's brother. And yeah, Mar yeah you, most people probably haven't heard of Jack Pickford. Not people that aren't 
like studious about the silent yeah. film area. Like the general public yeah. have heard of Mar- Mary Pickford, but not of Jack Pickford and Lottie Pickford, which is the other sibling. Yeah, because they weren't as successful as Mary. But they were plagued by just that, the same demons, probably worse. Yeah, because um, their father was an alcoholic. And, yeah. um, I think that's proof that like alcohol- alcoholism does run in families, yeah. their family. Yeah, because all three children would go on to be alcoholics themselves. And it, I, think it mo- I think in all cases it led to their death. Yeah, well, like Mary Pickford, mm. she did live for quite a while longer. Yeah, yeah, she lived for quite a while longer, but she wasn't a healthy person. No, she wasn't. So I don't. I think the alcoholism aided that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was kind of. It sounds a bit like a kind of like well, wind kind of romance in a way. It was, but that was what stuff was. That's how it was back yeah. then. It seems weird to us because now people have relationships for so long before they get married. Yeah. But it wasn't that long ago people were meeting and getting married within like a year. Yeah. And settling down and having children because that's what people were supposed to do in that time yeah. i mean they didn't have children but that's what people were supposed to do in that time was to get married yeah either that if you leave it too long people are going to wonder about you but yeah they did seem to have, like from what i've read they had a very fiery love sometimes it wasn't easy but they did love each other like a great deal yeah you do that's what and, i kind of got from reading about them yeah, like even after Olive's death, I mean Jack Pickford did marry, remarry, but everyone said that Olive Thomas was the love of his life. Even I think even Mary Pickford in her autobiography wrote yeah. about it, and she wasn't particularly fond of Olive Thomas. I don't think any of the Pickford family were. No, not not as a person. It's just they didn't want them to get married. They thought they were too young. It was. A, it sounded a bit snobby to me because Olive Thomas came from like a musical kind of background. Yeah, yeah. I read that comment and I'm just like, wow. I do not like Mary Pickford now. <laughs> and then Mary Pickford was just. I think it. Yeah, it was in her autobiography. She wrote about how well she should just stick with those people because she has plenty of suitors there. She's a great beauty. She's had plenty of proposals. What's the point? Why did she? bother with Matt and Jack. Yeah. Basically, that's the gist of it. So, yeah, it was quite snobby. It, like, seems like something we'd say in this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I we're not that bad. No, we're not that bad. Um, because we don't have the funds or the class to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so she met Jack Pickford in 1916, and she married him that same year. Yeah. That's the same year she also launched her film career, I might add. Yeah, so it's all pretty but, quick. Yeah, but she kept the marriage a secret from the public anyway. Yeah. Because she didn't want people to assume that her relationship with Jack Pickford was the reason... She Well, her relationship with the Pickfords in general was the reason that she was getting successful in film. Yeah. Because Mary Pickford was such... Mary Pickford we know of now, but she was such a big deal back then. She was one of the most famous, or the most famous silent film star of that era. Yeah. Especially as a female, because, yeah, there were plenty of male silent film stars who were ridiculously famous, and we still hear, still hear about them today. But Mary, Fick has, Mary Pickford is the only one that we really... female one that we really hear about, isn't it? Isn't she? Well, no, there's a couple of others. There's, um... Yeah, but she's the biggest Lillian one. Lillian Gish she's the and people like that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Lillian Gish. What's interesting, though, is, like, um... But I think Mary Pickford's career survived... You know, sound kind not of not really. Well, it survived longer than the others. I don't. Like Lillian Gish, she stopped getting work afterwards, didn't she? Yeah, like but the moment sound came yeah, in. Yeah, but Mary Pickford, she only and Mary her Pickford last became film a producer. Nineteen thirty-four. Yeah, but she became a producer, right? Yeah, she did do a bit of producing. She she's the one that um, founded United Artists. 
She was one of the people oh, that yeah, founded that founded that studio. With, so she was yeah, still a big deal. That was with uh, Charlie Chaplin, wasn't it? And yeah, else. so she was still a big deal. Yeah. And also, you know, you'd never see women in that position, really, as a head of a studio. Well, she wasn't a head, but she was a founder of it. Yeah. So that's how big of a deal Mary Pickford was. This episode is not about yeah. her. <laughs> no, I completely forgot for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but she's important to the whole thing. Yeah, well, yeah, she's Jack Pickford's sister, so yeah, yeah. she's pretty important. And there's like there's a lot of like um, insinuation that Jack Pitford only had a career because of his sister, which is actually well a, he got his start. Harsh. I think. Well, no, they all got the start at the same time. It's yeah. just Mary was ended up being more successful yeah. as a child actress, and he she got him work, him and Lottie work, yeah, and got him the contracts. But then he he started to work yeah. for it. The thing is, with nepotism, you get your start in the industry, and sometimes yeah. they could push it further. Yeah. But usually you have to figure out how to stand on your own two feet at some point, yeah. or you'll stop getting the work. Because yeah. there's only so far nepotism can take you. Like, who hears about Paris Hilton nowadays? <laughs> Very rarely. Yeah, and the same with Gwyneth Paltrow, because she, she definitely got a start from nepotism, and then she did a slew of movies. Other than, like, the Iron Man and Avenger films... You really hear about her work. You hear about her being, you know, goopy. Yeah, a bit weird. And I know last week I did say that I wouldn't say that about people, but I don't care if she knows I said that, so that's fine. I'd probably, yeah, if she confronted me, I'd probably say it again, and she probably wouldn't care because she's stuck up and she probably wouldn't even acknowledge my existence. True. I really don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of getting that feeling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know I was saying before, it's like we don't really know them, but I think we know Gwyneth Paltrow well enough. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. you don't hear about her work, which is what should be important. You hear about her um, her attitude, yeah. but you don't hear about her work. So she got a start, but she hasn't really managed to sustain it, apart from the Iron Man films, which were over. Yeah. So, yeah, you get your start in the industry through nepotism, but I don't think it can sustain it. Yeah. And Especially not to that degree, yeah. not to, like, the high level of fame. Yeah. Okay, certainly wasn't, like, as big a name as his sister, or... Wasn't really in. He was in like a couple of big films, though. He was in. Well, yeah, he was. A few like um, you probably haven't heard too much about them now, but at the time they would have been quite big. So he yeah, was, he was in. Um, he was known. Say he was. Um, I'm trying to think of like a modern day equivalent, but I can't. Yeah. Someone that's sort of known but not known. I, I'm trying to think of like someone who's like. Oh, Chris Pine. Yeah. So, like Chris Pine, he's not. Uh, the greatest actor, but he's known, but he's not mega yeah. famous. Like, he does solid work, and he and that does get, mm. you know, successful, like the Star Trek films and stuff. Yeah. So he does, he is in successful films, but not everyone will know his name. Yeah. He, he was kind of like, um, the kind of role, he did play a lot of, like, supporting roles. And then there's, then yeah, there's like, but... the odd few films where he, like, was trying to be, like, the leading man. Yeah, but that's... What happens? You get yeah. no, but the thing is, like back then, you'd get signed to a studio, and the studio would assign you roles. Yeah. So if they thought that you were good at this particular role, that's the only role that they would give you. They yeah. wouldn't really give you a chance to do anything else unless a space freed up, say one of the other actors retired, or whatever, and then they might give you a role that would have gone to them. Yeah. But that's that was one of the horrible things about the studio system. The actors didn't really have a say in what they were going to do. They couldn't really turn it down. Yeah. So the studios would assign them whatever. That's how Marilyn Monroe became like the blonde bombshell because that's the only job that the studio would give her. Yeah. 
Yeah, because... Uh, so I'm glad the studio system is over. Yeah, pretty much. I think uh, it Betty Davis, she tried to break free from that. She you're, did, you're very, and she came yeah, here, right? Yeah, you're, you're very lucky that your career kind of survives that. Yeah. Like, it really was quite strict. But then she came along quite late, a lot later, so that's when the studio yeah. system was sort of subsiding a little bit anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. People were getting disgruntled with it. Yeah. So, yeah, but then at least she had the option to come to Europe. Yeah. Because Europe... Okay, I know Britain doesn't feel like there's much of a studio here, but before the war, and even during the war, it, we were quite successful in film. Yeah. Yeah, it was only just post-war everything went downhill because Britain was in ruins, basically. Yeah. So there was an industry, it's just we don't have it anymore. <laughs> well, not much for one. <laughs> well, we do, I think, I feel like we do limited work, but we do good work. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, we don't have as many releases as you find in Hollywood, but that's the beauty of it, because then there's less shit. Yeah. So you're funding good things. Yeah. You're finding things that you're hoping will be successful. I'm not saying we don't release any shit movies, because we do, but not as much as Hollywood. True. And not at the percentage of Hollywood. Yeah. So I think it's good. I mean, there's less work in the industry, but it's sort of good because if there's less money, you're going to be more, you know... Careful with it. Careful with the way you put it. Yeah. <clears throat> what were we talking about? Olive Thomas. <laughs> Olive Thomas. Well, Jack Pickford, actually. Uh, we, we actually just got onto um, how they got married, right? Yeah. In 1916, and they kept it a secret, so she wouldn't think... Yeah. People wouldn't think that she'd gotten where she was through nepotism. Yeah. That was the gist. That's where we got to with Olive, and then we were talking about Jack a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, the kind I think of, we, they were kind of a, like... There's the similarities between them, and they're, they're both their dads, kind of. They weren't present, yeah, present weren't in present their lives. Because uh, Pickford's dad had left, uh, left the family, hadn't he, from what I remember. Yeah, he had, when they were fairly young. Yeah. And that's why they had to sort of go into the industry, actually. Yeah. Well, I think they were actually panhandlers for a while, and they got spotted by an agent and yeah. they signed them. So they got really lucky. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's great about these kind of, like, stories of these kind of actors uh, back then, is that they, it's like, kind of, they're going from, like, you know, relative poverty to... I think it's yeah, a good story, to riches. Yeah. Whereas nowadays it's mainly oh, middle class to riches. Yeah, well, mm. not too bad. <laughs> it was all kind of like quite like it still sounds quite like romantic now. Like they kind of like they they fe- yeah they had... fell in love on like the dance floor and stuff like that. It said you know yeah and she, she described him as like a brilliant dancer and stuff like that. You couldn't love someone and also hate them though. Yeah, because their relationship was really volatile. Yeah, but they like they didn't have their own child, but. They adopted Olive's nephew. That's so I had like I can't find. Yeah, because like I had no, I didn't, couldn't find a time where they'd adopted him. So I didn't know if he lived through the volatileness, and I didn't know about his movements. Um, And I don't know if he's actually said anything about their relationship. No, all I know is they adopted him. I don't even know if he stayed with Jack after she died. Yeah, I don't think so because he became an alcoholic. So he was already sort of one. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were all alcoholics back yeah. then. I try to get it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Allegedly. They adopted him in, like, 1920, so it's, it's not long before oh, she okay. dies, so... Oh, right, then. It's a bit, it's a bit harsh on the kid. <laughs> yeah, he lost a mother and lost a second one. Yeah. Quick, Tough life. Yeah. But, as you said, it's quite volatile, and... Yeah. They spent very little time together. They were constantly working. Like, come on, Olive had the 24 yeah. movies out in four years. Jack... 
I didn't look up, but he had quite a lot out. So they were spending months apart, and that would be strenuous on a relationship anyway. Yeah. But then you have rumours of infidelity. Yeah. On Jack's part. I don't know if that was after, like, she died or during, but I think it was during as well, wasn't it? I think it was during, but it happened, like, a lot. I mean, there's always rumours and that kind of stuff going about. There always is now. Yeah. Like, some of it's founded, some of it is unfounded. Turns out the Charlie Sheen ones were founded. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, that's not even the right term. Turns out the Charlie Sheen ones had basis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we all pretty much knew it's true. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all did. Yeah. Even before he came out as crazy, I mean, you know, yeah. came out as tiger blood. He was crazy. Yeah. Until he came out as crazy, <laughs> alcoholic, drug addict, sex addict. <laughs> so sue me, Charlie Sheen. You'll give us press. We'll earn money from this. Yeah. And I can tri- quit my job. <laughs> yeah. Please, fucking sue me, okay? Because <laughs> I don't have any money, so you won't get any. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to do this podcast until we get sued. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to... I bet you in the end it will be Lana when she finally listens yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> God, all the stuff we, like, we said about Brad Pitt earlier. That's going to be what does it. <laughs> That's actually the, the nicest stuff we said yeah. in God's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they had a volatile relationship. Yeah. and It was sort of falling apart at the time of the death, so they decided to go to Paris for a second honeymoon. Yeah. Which turned out to be the worst decision <laughs> yeah. they ever made. <laughs> like, <laughs> really bring the marriage together again, did it? No, no, sort of sort of destroyed it because you know she's dead now well they're both dead now yeah (laughs) um but yeah so they've gone to paris and they were kind of kind of hanging around in paris somewhere weren't they in uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah somewhere i think they were on a in a restaurant at the french quarter not the french quarter somewhere like that quite um it's quite a famous part i'm thinking of new orleans yeah um the maison something the monte parnasse that's probably not how you pronounce it uh, yeah, that's the area, a quarter of Paris it was in. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were staying at the Hotel Ritz, so you know the kind of... They do seem to like... No, but they do seem to have spent a shit ton of money on wondering where it came from, though. Yeah. Because, like, there are reports of they would be constantly be fighting, and to cover it up or make up for it, they'd just buy each other extravagant yeah. gifts. So if they're constantly fighting, constantly buying extravagant gifts, and staying at the places like the Ritz, I'm wondering how you... And, like, overindulging in substances, possibly. I, th- I think they were just paid a lot. She was getting paid... I think at her death, she was paying, getting paid 200... No, two two and a half thousand a week. Yeah. So is that, that a lot back that then? That adds up. Yeah, it is compared to now. I mean, that would have been... For, I mean, for stars. Yeah. I mean, you get... Um, what's 2,000 back then? No, no, I meant... I know it's a lot today... Because of inflation and stuff, but back then, for stars, Uh-oh. for actors, was that a lot of money? I mean, there's probably... Mary Pitt was probably getting paid more, but it's still big money. Okay. All right. And then you've got two incomes as well, so yeah, yeah. possibly that works out. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. it was quite an extravagant lifestyle. And, I mean, the Ritz is pretty much synonymous with kind of glamour. and. Yeah, I feel. I feel like cheap just walking past the Ritz <laughs> to be honest yeah or going on a bus past it I'm just like shit I'm in front of the Ritz again <laughs> oh, my hair looks like a mess why am I wearing this shirt yeah oh, these shoes are falling apart 
Yeah. We're going to have to accidentally end up in there one day. Accidentally? Yeah. <laughs> Just try and walk in somehow. I've always thought about maybe trying to get like a group on for tea there and just going in like a tracksuit bottom. Yeah, they, and see what happens. I don't think they'd let you in. No, they I wouldn't know. let me they're in. Quite, they're quite strict on that kind of thing. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. But like the Ritz is a hotel. Shouldn't you feel at home? Yeah, I suppose. So like, I should be able to wear tracksuits because guess what? I know tracksuits are for working out. I use them to just, you know, laze around yeah. in the house. <laughs> yeah. It's quite comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, working out's not really our kind of thing, is it? I walk a lot and that's about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, after, yeah, after everything else, I can't be bothered to do anything. Yeah. Because pe- most of my time I sit around waiting in the recording studio for you to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is where you are all the time. Yeah, like, all the time. Yeah, you haven't seen daylight for ages. Yeah, that's why I'm so pale. Can you not tell? Yeah, yeah. I I haven't had sun in months. I've noticed how pale you are. (laughs) 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 Anyway, Um, they were staying at the Ritz in Paris. And they'd gotten home about three in the morning, I think it is. Was it two or three? Three. Three in the morning. And both of them were intoxicated, as they would be. (laughs) <laughs> they like to overindulge. Yeah. And according to Jack, they had some packing to do because they had to leave in the morning. Yeah. But then they were both too exhausted. They decided to sleep and wake up early and do it. So he'd gone to bed. Yeah. And, and then he just heard, my God, coming from the bathroom. So he ran towards, I've forgotten her name, Olive. <laughs> he ran towards the bathroom to Olive yeah. and realised she'd drunk poison yeah i forgot what's the name of it let me get it it's here somewhere well i wrote it somewhere i can't remember mercury, where i wrote it I oh by bi- uh, yeah mercury he she'd um they thought it was just poison some sort of toilet solution yeah turns out it was mer- mercury bichloride which is a hell of a lot worse yeah so he did try and make her throw and it was a liquid solution yeah. which is a lot worse than tablets because tablets he could throw up fairly yeah. easily whereas a liquid it's harder yeah so he was trying to make her throw up he called the doctor he pumped her stomach like three times yeah i don't know how he did it in the hotel but apparently he did it yeah he pumped her stomach like three times and eventually she got moved to the an american hospital or the american hospital of paris yeah and five days later she passed away yeah i should mention the mercury bichloride solution was actually medication for jack syphilis yeah yeah that that might come into play a bit later yeah <laughs> i like you sound of that i like how that sounds like it's his pet or something the mercury bichloride no, syphilis <laughs> jack syphilis <laughs> jack syphilis yeah yeah which he brought to paris with him yeah Okay, so we've established that mm. she's dead about 50 fucking times this yeah. episode. Yeah. So, uh, there's not so much a mystery surrounding her death, rather than loads of theories. Yeah. And the theories were brought on by mass media speculation and sensationalism. Yeah. Which is, like, the first of its kind. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's regarded as one of Hollywood's first scandals. Yeah. But I don't understand how a woman dying is a scandal. It's only a scandal because you made it so. Well, that's the point that um, I, I was reading about in one article. Um, because actually, because uh, like the New York Times in particular, it was what's actually interesting to point out is that although it, um, the press reporting of this, it's not as like, o- obvious as it would be today. Like they're not 
going directly out there and saying that he killed her. What, back then? Yeah. Because they were going directly out there and saying that. They, it's, they wouldn't do that today because they could get sued. Well, no. Whereas back then, I don't think it mattered. So should we go through some of the rumours first, yeah. and then we can talk about the media surrounding it? Yeah. I've got a list of them, or do you want to go through it? Well, I've, I've got one, but... Um, oh, do you want to say your one, and I'll say yeah. the rest? The one that I, ha- I got was that um, she committed suicide. Yes. Because Jack had passed her syphilis, his, his syphilis, onto her. There's two, actually two suicide theories. So there's that one, mm. and then there's the one about Jack's infidelities. Yeah, which okay, certainly so wouldn't look good on him. Either one of them, actually. Yeah. But then syphilis, having syphilis, I feel like it would be it would destroy her career rather than it would destroy Jack. Yeah, because you know even nowadays females are not on the same level as men, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, like Charlie Sheen got away with so much shit that Lindsay Lohan's been doing, and neither of them deserve to have a career. In my eyes, neither of them deserve yeah. to have a career. But Charlie Sheen still gets work, and Lindsay Lohan doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And Charlie Sheen is just the theme of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and we've also got the Jack's infidelities, but that had been going on throughout the marriage. Yeah. Well, the rumours of it. And I don't think it was confirmed, but he does seem like he was... Because he, he seemed to... Even though she was the love of his life, he seemed to move on fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so... But then again, people did that back then, which, again, is strange for me. Like, they get widowed, and, like, two years later, they're married to someone else. I think that back then, there, there was a lot of pressure to be married, though. Yeah, I guess. But even, like... Even up until, say, the 80s and 90s, people are still doing that. Yeah. I still find it weird. Yeah. Because like, didn't Nigella Lawson marry someone else nine months after her husband yeah. died? And that was only about ten years ago. I think mean, it just happens. I mean, it's it's weird for some people, but for others, I yeah. think it's, it's, you know, it's supposed natural in a way. I guess, but it's weird for me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what matters <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's one, well, two of the suicide theories. Yeah. There's, there was rumours of some sort of a drug addiction. Yeah. And possibly it could have been an overdose. Yeah. Which is feasible, but who overdoses on syphilis medicine? Yeah. Unless you took the syphilis medicine to cover it up or something, but then I guess you could have paid off the autopsy and say that it wasn't... Actually, I don't understand. I don't know if how good were toxicology reports back then. Yeah, can't have been as good as now. Yeah, because I think that was just sort of starting. Was in the late eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Was you know, but also the chemistry of and biology of yeah, yeah. But also, like a drug. I don't think a drug addiction was much of a secret. Well, the fact or the fact that she took drugs wasn't that much of a secret. All of them took drugs. Yeah, pretty much all of them took drugs. But she seemed to still be able to function and yeah. stuff. Because she did 24 movies in four years. I'm just going to keep going back to that. You can't do that if you're having a debilitating drug addiction. Like, Marilyn Monroe couldn't keep up with it. Like she was always showing up late or not showing up at all. I don't know. Um, there was um, there's one, like, German filmmaker. He was pretty much on drugs for most of his life. And he made, like, 40 films in an 18-year <laughs> Yeah, but then some career. people can function with it and some people <coughs> get accustomed to... Yeah. Some people can function it with it and some people get accustomed to using the drugs and yeah. it doesn't really affect them harshly or adversely. Yeah. So unless she took a mass quantity of the drug... Yeah. ...a lot more than she would have done, usually, then... Yeah. Yeah. I, and then the only way... If it was, like, a mass quantity and a lot more than her usual amount, that must have been on purpose. So then, again, it might have been... Related to suicide, who knows? Yeah. So possibly her and Jack could have gone into, gotten into one of their arguments, and you know, 
descended into madness. Yeah. There's also another thing that I have written down called drug-fueled orgies. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that leads to the death, but apparently I read it somewhere and wrote it down. What I think they mean by that is that she died during, like, an orgy or something like that. Well, like, Keith... Was it Keith Carradine? Well, we don't know if it was an orgy, but he was in the middle of a sex act and there was definitely someone else there. (laughs) It's just they can't confirm it. Yeah. (laughs) But I can say that, apparently. Because um, um, I know, because whilst they're probably taking cocaine, and that affects your heart. So yeah, you could have just like, yeah. had a heart attack. And you've got, you know, if that happens to an orgy, you've got those guys thinking, shit, we've got a dead body on us now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the last one, I think that's the last one, the last one I have written down, which is ridiculously far-fetched for me, mm. is Pickford tricked her into, or made her drink the solution somehow. I don't know how. Yeah. To collect the insurance policy yeah. on her body, yeah. on her body, on her life. Which I just find ridiculous purely because after she died, she didn't even have a will in place. So her estate got split between her, her mother, yeah. her brothers and Jack. Yeah. And then Jack actually gave his share to her mother. Yeah. So I think that negates the whole he did it for the money thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a specific, you know, particularly successful way of getting the insurance money mm. in that he doesn't get it at all in the end. Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't the insurance money, so yeah. who knows about the insurance, but that was the yeah. inheritance. And her inheritance was about 27000 so in today's money that's over, well over 3500 Yeah. Not 3500 350000 well over 350000 Yeah. So that's a lot of money, so if he really needed the money, he would have kept that inheritance because he was entitled to yeah. it. But so why not? Also, he could just go. He, um, I was reading. He could just go to his mother and ask for money if he really needed it. Or his sister, yeah, yeah. And he'd get it. So yeah, exactly. Um, it just it doesn't seem very plausible to me. Yeah. Also, it could have. Uh, there's other theories saying that he could have done it because they had an argument, or she could have tried to commit suicide because they had an argument. But Fargo, no, he, they were with a friend. I can't remember his name. I had it written down somewhere as well. Owen Moore was it? Yes, yeah. Owen Moore. Okay. So there were rumours, well, there was theories that they'd had an argument and he'd killed her by making her drink the solution or she'd committed suicide because of it. But they were in, actually in Paris on the second honeymoon with a friend, apparently, which is not weird, a friend which was a former brother-in-law yeah. of Jack Pickford, Owen Moore. And he testified that they were actually in good spirits, they didn't have any arguments, which... Well, he, they could have had an argument when they got back, I guess. Yeah. But then we've got the timeline issues, wouldn't we? Yeah. But if he's testifying that they hadn't argued and they, there's no way that that could have happened, I'm just going to say, okay. Because I really do think they loved each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a volatile relationship, but they did love each other. Yeah. And, like, there's no evidence of physical abuse, is there? Yeah. I mean, sure, we have the infidelities... And would Olive stick around for that? Because she left the uh, former husband because yeah. of cruelty and desertion. Well, I, I know that Jack Pickford's his other marriages ended because there was talk that he was personally quite cruel to them. Yeah, that, that might have been because I think his alcoholism yeah. got worse. And also, he could have been actually quite affected by Olive Thomas's yeah, death. Yeah, because so. if because everyone said that he never got over it, yeah. and she was the love of his life. So that could have an ad- adverse ref- effect, adverse effect. Yeah. On the relationship. 
all the other relationships, the marriages with Jack Pickford, they were quite short, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, they were literally like two years, I think. Yeah, no. so this one lasted four, but that was only because she died. Yeah. I mean, they were trying to maintain the relationship, so he was putting effort in. Sure, he might have been having affairs, but he was putting effort in, and he'd taken on her nephew to raise. I don't know where he was at this moment in time, yeah. but they'd taken him on. I, I find it weird that they left the nephew and brought a friend along <laughs> to their second honeymoon. Um, I'm not sure the nephew would have done so well at the uh, champagne and cocaine orgy, so... The, the alleged champagne and cocaine, <laughs> cocaine orgy. Yeah. Well, they were definitely drinking. He, he didn't deny that. Mm. Yeah, no, but drinking wasn't... There was no prohibition then, was there, in Paris? Nah. No, so it was fine. There's nothing wrong with getting a bit drunk with your husband and going back to your hotel room. Yeah, but maybe it's with your nephew, you know? <laughs> Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Unless they brought a childminder along and yeah. he stayed at the hotel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all the theories surrounding her actual death. Yeah. But they're not even really theories. They're the rumours that the press have... The press? The press <laughs> have pushed. Yeah. That I sound like Ian McKellen yeah. to myself then for a moment. They're the rumours that the press have pushed yeah. onto the public. So media sucks, basically. That's what this episode was about. Yeah. Because, yeah, because literally, I mean, um, the... Uh, partic- There's, like, no evidence surrounding this theory. No. Yeah, we know that they did drugs and drank... And we know mm. that Jack might have had infidelities, but that's yeah. rumoured for the course of their whole marriage, not just... I don't understand why they would just blow up. Actually, I guess it could build up over time. Yeah. Like, the stress of his infidelities, and they could just blow up. But if they seemed in good spirits, mm. and this was their second honeymoon, and they're trying to salvage their marriage rather than destroy it, yeah. I don't see how they would have had the argument about his infidelities at that point in time. Yeah, it, it doesn't, like, ring true to me, really. Yeah. And I, d- I don't believe that Jack would have wanted her death because, yeah, they they clearly did love each other. Yeah. And in Mary Pickford's autobiography, which is a lot of material for us, isn't yeah. it? In Mary Pickford's autobiography, she actually said that Jack had admitted to attempting suicide on the way back to America mm. after the death with the body. Yeah. He only did. He didn't do it because he didn't want to leave his family. Though he couldn't leave his yeah. mother and his sisters. So if someone is giving up, he couldn't bear the thought of living without her. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that he would. Well, I, I guess you do have some instances of that happening, but I don't see any merit of him actually having any involvement in her death, other than it was his syphilis medication. Could you imagine how guilty he must feel? Yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons. Because he didn't kill her. He probably didn't kill her, but it was his medicine, his medication yeah. that led to her death. Maybe that's why he descended into that alcoholism and became brutal to his wife, wives. Yeah. I, I, I think there's probably a little bit of guilt there. Because that... Yeah, whole... like, I would... If that was me, I would just feel constantly guilty. I would probably lash out at my future partners just to get them away from mm. me subconsciously because I, I basically killed my former one. My former wife. Yeah. So I I would understand him feeling guilty because even though he didn't actually directly kill her, he would probably still feel that her death was because of him. Yeah. I I, just, I think you could also feel a bit guilty about, like, the general, like, lifestyle. Yeah, that, that, didn't, that probably, probably didn't, didn't help. help. Yeah. I mean, if she was drunk, she might have been able to notice that it was a bottle of poison. Yeah. Like, I don't know how good her French is, but, like, you've got the... Sim- I'm assuming they still had the symbols back then, right? I really don't know. They might not have done. Well, Jack knew it was poison. Yeah. 
But then Jack also didn't know that it was toilet. It wasn't a toilet supply thing. He, how did he not know that was his own medicine, actually? Yeah. Unless it was put in a different bottle. So it must have had the symbol with poison, and if he didn't know it was um, his syphilis medication... Yeah. ...that he knew it was poison. Yeah. Yeah, that, that bit is a little confusing, because there was a little bit of, um, like, the testimonies different. Like, when um, he described what happened, there's, like, some inconsistencies. Like, he said it, uh, it was toilet cleaner or something like that. Yeah, he thought it was toilet cleaner. Well, because I guess he assumed it was toilet cleaner because it was in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, I would as well. Yeah. So I don't think inconsistencies show signs of guilt. Not necessarily, Because yeah. it was, like, a ma- probably manic. He was, like, it happened, like, just after they got home. Yeah. He was still half drunk, and he was trying to go to sleep. Yeah. So he was probably in a bit of a daze anyway. Yeah. And his wife has just drunk a bottle of poison. Yeah. So he's not going to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah. You can't expect someone in his frame of mind to give an honest and full testimony because he won't have it. Yeah. Anyway, the actual official cause of death <laughs> was, like, suicide. Not suicide, sorry. Well, no, that's another theory I'm putting out there. No, accidental death by mercury yeah. by chloride. Yeah. So that's the official one. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, basically one of her organs failed, didn't it? That's how she... Tend- no, it was a kidney because that's what... Um, Paralysed. The actual cause of death was acute nephritis, mm. which is basically kidney failure. Yeah. And organ failure. Well, it leads to kidney failure and organ failure. And once your fid- kidneys are gone, um, I don't think they had dialysis and stuff. They wouldn't have had dialysis back yeah. then because that's fairly new. And it would have been hard to find an organ donor because this was 1920. Yeah. They'd have to do the proper rigorous tests. Even now it's hard to find an organ donor. Do you imagine how difficult it was in 1920? Yeah. And we don't know how much the rest of her body shut down, but... So, I mean, because they were actually saying, um, well, uh, he was saying that she lived, like, she was just, apparently she was a strong fighter. She did try and live on. Yeah, she she was, she lived five days when they thought it would be, like, two. Yeah. And even in her last day, she, she sort of lost all sense of self, but she recognised Jack. Yeah. And she was trying to comfort him. Yeah. Which was very sweet, I think. Yeah. But... It's really depressing. Yeah. Well, I think that's... Because he knew that she was going to die, mm. and he was just like, I'm a bit weak. She was saying, I'm a bit weak, yeah. but I'll be fine soon. Well, I think that's where some, like, the inconsistency came in, because it's claimed that she didn't speak after after it happened or something like that. Oh. By some of the... Really? Yeah. I didn't read that. But, yeah, I was reading somewhere that uh, the doctor said that she didn't speak after, after it all happened, mm. um, but yet he claims that... You know, she she could recognise him and said, you know, Jack or something like that. Or maybe 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 he's lying, or maybe he's seeing what he wants yeah. to see. But that doesn't mean that he's killed her. So you know. Yeah. No. Or like some people, they yeah, they just see and hear what they want to hear. Yeah. And he wanted to hear her voice. He wanted to see her look. He, he wanted to see her look at him one last yeah. time. So maybe he made himself believe that. Yeah. Or maybe he was drunk at the hospital and he really thought that was. Yeah. Yeah. He probably did get drunk at the hospital. He was an alcoholic. Yeah. This was a stressful time. Yeah, you couldn't want a glass of something. Yeah, I, yeah, he probably would have got drunk at the yeah, hospital. Yeah, you don't want water, are you, so? No, because it might be the syphilis solution. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what she thought it was. She thought it was either water or sleeping pills. Yeah. But I don't understand how. But, yeah. okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> how you can mistake... Yeah. Liquid <laughs> for a pill. Liquid poison for water. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why she screamed out instantly. Yeah. So she, might, she can't have taken that much of it. Yeah. 
but enough to kill her. And shouldn't poison have, like, some sort of smell as well? But, look, okay, she was drunk, mm, okay? Yeah. So let's blame it on her drunkenness. Yeah. Or suicide, who knows? Yeah, so that's what happens when you drink, kids, so... Yeah. But basically, there's not really a theory surrounding her death for us because we negated every single theory. Yeah. And they're not even valid theories. It's the rumour mill going to overdrive. Yeah. And the media loved it because they never got press like this before. They never... That shunt of, I think that's probably when tabloids started. And they started talking about people, like actors and actresses' yeah. personal lives and the morality and everything like that. So this whole thing probably kick-started it. And then you had um, the Fatty Arbuckle yeah. incident a year later as well, which didn't really help. Yeah. So, basically, this tragic death is why we have people like Perez Hilton and TMZ and Page Six and Heat Magazine. Yeah. I can't... That's that's some of the tabloid ones. I can't really... I don't really read them because they're all BS. But, yeah, yeah, so... Hello and all that other rubbish. Basically, any trashy magazine about celebrities... Even if they say... Even Vanity Fair, it seems like it's a tabloid sometimes. Yeah. Like, even the ones that seem like they're actual newspapers or magazines, there's a lot of trash in there. Yeah. So, basically, all media. Pretty much. Like, the New York Journal was writing about this stuff, wasn't it? Or the New York Post, well, one the of them. Well, the New York Times is... Well, that's... What, Same thing. The New York Times... That's, like, that's supposed to be a broadsheet yeah. newspaper as well for, like, actual news. Well, the New York Times was really hard on... Jack Pickford. I mean, because um, I'd say it never actually went out fully accusing him of doing it, but it's, it was definitely yeah. insinuated in there that because like, even in well, even every in, story needs a villain, yeah, and he was there. Even in like his obituary, some years later, they didn't really talk much about his career. They just talked about the fact that his wife had died with him in Paris, and uh, maybe he did something to piss the editor off. Well, what has been suggested is that. Back then, you were either a supporting actor or a leading actor. And if you tried to go from being a supporting actor to a leading actor, some of the papers wouldn't like it. Really? Yeah. That's a bit odd, but okay. Also, maybe maybe the... F- it's that idea you're trying to overreach yourself. You should know your place. And you should stay there. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's 1920s. Everyone had to know their place in yeah. society and not try and leave it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, media is shit, basically. Yeah. But I found it funny that because of this, like, I think because of this and other incidents that happened afterwards, like, the audience, so audiences of films, film-going audiences, they sort of came, were up in arms about morality. Yeah. Because of the rumours that came out around her death. So studios had to incorporate morality clauses in their contracts when signing artists. Yeah. I'm just like, what are they going to do? Fire her after she's died? Yeah. And it was still rumour as well. It's just... Yeah. I know that happens now, but they don't have actual morality clauses. Studios just fire them. Yeah. I just find it so funny and the media so shit. Yeah. Yeah, because... Because, like, someone died tragically. Yeah. And it was an awful thing to happen. She left behind a husband and a nephew who'd already lost a mother. Yeah. They don't need to be reading this shit. 
Yeah. Let the police do their investigation. If he did something wrong, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, justice will be served. I mean, sure, it doesn't always happen, but they shouldn't be able to comment on cases like yeah. this because th- they're not allowed to now, are they? Like, if it's an ongoing investigation, they're not allowed to comment about it. Well, I don't know. They're, they're, I think there's limits to what they can say, but they can still find a way of... Comp- insinuate. Yeah. I guess they can still insinuate, mm. but they shouldn't be allowed to, especially if someone's died. It's horrible anyway. Yeah. I mean, but they just jumped on it like it was a piece of meat, and she was a piece of meat. She was a story, not a person. This is a problem with, like, a lot of celebrities. It's, it always yeah. always annoys me that they go after, like, actors and people like that. Yeah. And we've talked about this a lot. We yeah. seem to defend actors a lot and then end up insulting them. Yeah. <laughs> so we're really conflicted. Yeah. Like, last week I was defending actors and this week I was just ripping the shit out yeah. of Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And, like, Charlie Sheen, but he sort of deserved it if he's been going around infecting people with HIV. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly is back. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I think we should just say that at the beginning and end of every episode. Yeah. <laughs> just in case anybody of merit listens. Yeah. So anybody other than Yulia listens. <laughs> God. I don't think there's much more we can say about this yeah. other than the media. Although shit. it's interesting to note that Pickford, he did actually have he had a reasonable kind of career afterwards. It wasn't he was still in some pretty well, like big I films. Said, you wouldn't I mean like a, a lot, some people wouldn't get any work these days if if you had that kind of yeah but like i said it it happens like men are on a different level than women yeah they could fuck up royally and still keep getting work yeah and it does happen sort of nowadays remember natalie wood in the late 80s oh yeah robert when she died she died mysteriously on a boat with christopher walken and her husband i forgot his name now robert wagner wagner so Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner, they were involved in that case. And it was a mysterious death. Yeah. There was a gunshot, and then they said she was drowning. She drowned. And she's always been afraid of water, so why would she actually go anywhere near the side? Yeah. But they were there, yet they still got really decent careers. Yeah. So it's a different game for men than women. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. It's like, it's sexist. But it's true. men Men can overcome anything. Yeah. Like, Robert Downey Jr., good actor, right? But think about all the shit he did while he was high. Yeah, a bit of a cokehead. If that was a woman, they would never have gotten over yeah. that. Like, Tara Reid, not a great actress, but she was, like, in the early noughties, she was coming up as yeah. a sex symbol, so she could have been that kind of actress. She wasn't really a drug addict. I think she just parties yeah. a lot, and she never got over that reputation, and she never she stopped getting worked. Do you know what the one, I think the saddest one's Winona Ryder. She, she only yeah, she she was a bit of shoplifting. Yeah. Which, it's not, and she got caught and paid yeah, for it. I mean, shoplift, it's not as bad as, like, some of the drug stuff some of the others get up to. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's I mean, she's been in, like, the odd film or so, hasn't she? Yeah, but, like, tiny roles. Yeah. Like, she was in Star Trek and she played Spock's mum. Yeah. But she was only in it for five minutes. Yeah. And she got the role of Spock's mum when she's yeah. probably around the same age as the actor. Yeah. Which, again, that's another story for yeah. another day, the ageism in Hollywood. Yeah. Ageism and sexism in Hollywood should just be like a month long episode, a month's worth of episodes. Yeah, we're not even right as a decent actress though, as well. She, not, yeah, she was a decent it's actress. Not, it's not yeah. as if she's like Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I mean, she did have that small role in Black Swan as well. Yeah, but then also, it's not just because of what she did. Again, like I said, ageism when it comes to females yeah. in in movies. 
Like she's above a certain age, isn't she? Approaching forty, yeah. or she's at least or something around that, that yeah. age, at least late thirties. Mm. So there's no work for her anyway. Yeah, there's genuinely no work. Once you hit the thirties, the roles do start drying up. Yeah, and it's only a few select actresses that get those roles. Yeah. First of all, there aren't many roles for women behind the camera. There aren't many roles for women in front of the camera, and even the roles in front of the camera. They're limited yeah. to playing the much younger girlfriend or, you know, the mother. You don't really... There's not really that many leading women. Yeah. Like, other than the Hunger Games movies, I guess. Yeah. And Twilight, but we will say nothing of Twilight. <laughs> so, it's it's Hollywood, it's not just about her mistake. Yeah. It's about the sexism and ageism in Hollywood. Hollywood's always been obsessed with youth, though, hasn't it? Though? Really? It has, but it doesn't affect men as much of it as it affects women. Yeah. Because men, they can get... Uh, movie roles up until they die whereas a woman no other than men, Meryl Streep and um, yeah, she, what, who's Warren Beatty's wife oh, I've forgotten Warren her name Beatty. Annette Benin, Benin, Benign <laughs> no Benign Annette Benning that's the one Annette Benning so Meryl Streep Annette Benning Jessica Chastain now because she I think she's almost 40 she does not yeah. look it I thought she was like early to mid 30s apparently she's almost 40 yeah so Jessica Chastain I'm talking about actresses that get decent roles, yeah. by the way, not just actresses that get roles. Who's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh, she's another ginger-haired one. She's a bit older, though. Oh, Julianne Moore. Yeah, that's the one, I think. Yeah, so they're the only ones that get seem to be, off the top of our heads anyway, seem to get decent roles yeah. in movies, even though they're of a certain age. Well, Jessica Chastain, I guess we can take away, because she doesn't look 38. Yeah. She still looks really young, but she gets decent roles. And everyone else, every other female actor is relegated to the sex symbol part. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, well, I was going to say Jennifer Lawrence, but she's not of a certain age. She's of the prime age yeah. of getting act- acting work. Um, so every other actress, if you're over 30, you get relegated to tiny supporting roles or no roles at all or the roles as a hot mum. Yeah, it's a bit... Or the hot older women. Not even the hot older women, no. They never have a hot older woman. They always go for the younger women. Yeah. I remember reading an article from um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. She's about 37, oh, right? Yeah. So she went into audition or read yeah. for a part of the love interest of a man in his 50s. And they said she was too old for that, a man in his Jesus. 50s. Yeah, she's 37. Yeah. And she looks her age, which is fine. Like, 37, I don't understand why people think that's ancient and it's not. She's she's young, fairly young. Yeah. And this guy was in his 50s. <laughs> and she was too old to play his love interest. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Again, no, shit. No, we should save this for another podcast episode. Yeah. And that will be, like, the most feminist episode and most serious <laughs> one that we have. I should just leave you and Chris alone to do that. What, the tough two, did <laughs> yeah, yeah, do the feminist episode <laughs> about sexism and ageism in Hollywood. Yeah. Anyway, so I think we, we... There's not much more we can say about this other than the media shit, which I said about ten minutes yeah. ago. So I think we can actually wrap this up. Yeah. All right, so I hope you enjoyed it. It was less about the death of Hollis Thomas and more about the life of stars of the 1920s, and 10s and 20s of the silent film era. And the media. And the media. But we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I bid good day to you, because I have to go now. Yeah. Me too. Au revoir. Au revoir. Because she died in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> she and oh, just because. We, we keep it topical, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I have to add she and at the end. <laughs>
Don't got to do with anything. All right, goodbye. Okay. Un <laughs> pule. Goodbye. I don't know fuck off in French, so. Uh, merde means shit. Yeah. M E R D E. So, merde, you shit. Yeah. All right, goodbye. goodbye.